2: This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. WILK
1: News Radio.
3: We are back. Bob Cordaro, hour number two. Somebody takes in, Bob, you can't give up now. That's what they want. We're only getting started. Stand your ground. (laughs) So we play that Tom Petty opening. LTS and LTS back at you. Well, we're honoring today... Ranger Joe Bella, Jenkins Township, born Wilkesbury, the East End. Went to Coughlin High School. Then he went to Vietnam. He served three official tours of duty. I am told he, he served two tours of duty where we were not supposed to be. The recipient of two Purple Hearts. He was Special Forces. He did over a thousand jumps under the auspices of the 101st Airborne. After his service in Vietnam, he served in the 109th Field Artillery Regiment in the reserves, working at Lion Brewery, where he was the uh, go to guy carpenter, mechanic, whatever. Former Golden Gloves boxer active in the Legion and the VFW. Six children, Lisa, Joseph, Jason, Antonio, David, and Sean, 13 grandchildren, six great-grandchildren, and counting. We lost them this month at the age of 76. Injuries suffered in a bicycle accident. I want to thank Jim Taig, who served with him in Vietnam, for giving me this information so we could be inspired by Ranger Joe Bella. And another Ranger that I've been inspired by and impressed with is Dave McCormick. And a lot of you, I would gather all of you, remember Dave McCormick from his United States Senate run. Where he lost in a, you know, by a tiny, tiny margin. But he's not done serving Pennsylvania. In fact, he's coming back. And he's come out with a book, Praised for a Superpower in it was called Superpower in Peril, praised by no less than people like Mark Levin. No less than HR McMaster. And he joins us now, Dave McCormick, welcome back to the Bob Cadaro show. Hey, Bob. Thanks for having me. How are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm better uh, being able to talk to you. And I think you could understand the uh, 101st Airborne guy we're talking about today.
0: Wow. What what a record. I was listening to that and uh, just uh, in awe of that that service and uh, that commitment and then the great life that he lived after. Yeah. Well, uh,
3: speaking as a a Ranger or 101st Airborne yourself... Uh, your career has been remarkable. I mean, to go to a football wrestler uh, in high school, down in Bloomsburg, you go to West Point. I've seen a lot of your great interviews, including the one you did with Chuck Volpe, uh, the first uh, segment of it uh, that was on Sunday. And I've seen you on the national uh, television shows, heard you on Hugh Hewitt. I've got to tell you, uh, Dave, you are ready for prime time. You're beyond ready. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm excited about this book because it does provide a game plan for uh, Republicans. And it provides a game plan for all of us to take this country back.
0: Yeah, well, that's, thank you for saying that. I mean, that's, that's, what I'm, that's what I was trying to do with the book. I started writing the book long before um, I decided to run for the Senate. In fact, I, decided, I started writing the book before Pat Toomey had even said he wasn't going to run. And it was based on the belief that America was in decline and the America that we love is slipping away. And, and then I ran for the Senate for the same reason. And, you know, the headline here is that decline is not inevitable, but neither is renewal and yeah. it depends on what we do. And uh, this is the What We Do book, which is essentially arguing to educate our people and confront China and secure America and really take take America back and, and save it from the dangerous path we're on.
3: This, this um, the book, Battle Plan to Renew America, is both educational and inspirational, which is, those are the two ingredients that, you need to renew America, to lead people in the right direction and away from the destructive path we are on now.
0: Yeah, you're not, I agree with you 100%. You know, uh, part of leadership is having a plan, but part of it is believing. And, uh, you know, people say to me that the cover of the book is very uh, stark, superpower and peril, and, and I believe it. I believe if we don't change direction, we're in a real crisis. At the same time, the book's optimistic. And it's optimistic because, and you remember, Bob, we've lived through this before in our lifetimes. Yeah. In the late 70s, uh, where we had uh, you know uh, double-digit stagflation, the, con- the country was in recession. We had Desert One, where we uh, lost soldiers and sa- sailors on the fields of, or on the sands of, of Iran. We had uh, gas prices through the roof. You had odd days and even days. And, and that was in 1979, four years later, when I was at West Point. Uh, as a a plebe walking across that beautiful campus that was morning in America. Mm. Four years later, the the leadership of of Ronald Reagan took our country in the right direction. And I'm not saying we need the same ideas as Ronald Reagan today, but what we do need is leadership that's looking forward and solving the problems that confront America. And they are economic problems, they're national security problems, and they're spiritual problems, frankly, because this progressive ideology – is chipping away at at a lot of what's made America great.
3: Well, I think you may recall, I call them regressives. They want to take us back (laughs) to government (laughs) control. They're they're not looking, they're not trying to give us any kind of progress. They're trying to go back to when a few people governed and meted out the freedom that the rest of the population had. That's, That's what they're trying to do.
0: I I agree with that. And there's a number of parts of that, uh, that, that, uh, are, 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 really terrible. But the thing that, uh, for me is the most destructive is the idea that America is not exceptional because, you know, America's got a lot of problems, but it, in, in the history of the world, it's been the country that's created the most liberty and individual freedom, the most, you know, bringing people out of poverty, uh, done the most good in the world. And if you don't believe that, if you think America was a country conceived in sin, and we teach our kids that in school, then you don't grow up believing you gotta, you got to do everything you can to preserve it. And, and that's in many ways what Superpower in Peril is about. It's about our responsibility as citizens, as leaders, to preserve it and do what we can to keep America the exceptional nation that it is.
3: We're talking with Dave McCormick. His new book is called Superpower in Peril. A Battle Plan for America's Renewal. Dave, give us the sort of the bullet points of the book. Tell us the, the steps that you think we need to take uh, in order to return and restore ourselves.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for, for the opportunity. I, I I lay out that we're in decline across every dimension. 80% of Americans believe that. Then, then I lay out an agenda for renewal. And I talk about educating our people, creating opportunity for people to learn the skills we need to compete in today's economy. I talk about uh, policies to ensure technology leadership. The Chinese are eating our lunch in technology. They have leadership in most of the critical technologies. I talk about data and reining in big tech and uh, creating data privacy and, and data for innovation. But, but, you know, policies only get you so far, Bob, you need leadership. And so the second part of the book talks about leadership to confront China and decouple us from China and make us less dependent and restrict investing in China in ways that helps our adversary. And it talks about uh, really uh, rebuilding our institutions, because our institutions, our schools, our military, I mean, our military, Bob, just as an example, it, re- it released our army released its climate change strategy before it released its war fighting strategy under Joe Biden. So our institutions are, are sort of spiraling under control, and we need selfless, courageous, visionary leadership uh, to bring those institutions back. And, and that's the story of the book. You know, The book is about the responsibilities we all have to, to go take back America.
3: Dave McCormick, it is hard to write a book. <laughs> it's like it's, I've heard it even by women who've given birth. I've heard it compared to giving birth. Uh, and and that yeah. kind of an arduous, difficult process. Uh, yeah,
0: I made that. Uh, I made that uh, analogy too, and my wife shut me down immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's it without the physical pain, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it is a, it is not an easy process, but uh, but you know the campaign helped because I had these uh, ideas, but then you start to hear the stories you know, the woman in Cambria County that lost somebody to fentanyl, or you, you meet the, the, the folks in a, in, in, in rural uh, Lackawanna County that uh, that the manufacturing plant's been shut down because of free trade and globalization that uh, that, that wasn't reciprocal. So you, you hear these stories, and, and all of a sudden it brings to life the fact that, that America's not been working for a big chunk of people. And, uh, you know, to his credit, that's what Donald Trump Tapped into in 2016, and we need an agenda that brings the American dream uh, to all Americans, uh, all Pennsylvanians. And so, the book is both trying to fix things at home to make sure that we have the American dream, and and create strength so we can project it abroad to push back on China, which is a techno-authoritarian model that's trying to replace America's leadership role in the world. And that's why those two things. The rot within and the challenge from the outside is why our superpower is in peril. And that's that's what the book, and that's what really I think leadership needs to be all about right now. Dave McCormick, can you hang with us
3: through a commercial break? Absolutely. All right. We, we're going to take a break. We're talking with Dave McCormick. His great book, Superpower in Peril, A Battle Plan for America's Renewal, that is our subject. We'll be back on the Bob Cadaro Show with Dave McCormick. After this, we are being joined by Dave McCormick. You might remember him as United States Senate candidate, but he's a Bloomsburg guy, and he went to West Point, and he was a combat veteran of this country, and he went on to a career in business that is almost beyond parallel, and then he he came back to Pennsylvania and said, I'm going to try to help Pennsylvania and this country. And he, he gave it a try, but uh, frankly, the Donald Trump endorsement uh, changed that election, and he lost by, what, 795 votes, something in that area. But he's got a new book, Superpower in Peril. Uh, Dave McCormick, you talked about an agenda for the country. Could you tell us, uh, in bullet points, what that is?
0: Yeah, I think the, the uh, again, Bob, thanks for having me. I, I think the agenda here is first and foremost, we gotta, we gotta go to the gym. We gotta do muscle building. We've, we've let uh, the American dream slip away here at home with, you know, excessive debt, $31 trillion, a huge increase in spending under the Biden administration, 40% increase in discretionary spending record high inflation, And so we need a plan that uh, brings our economy back in track. And so the core of that is is education, making sure our kids can compete around the world, have the skills uh, that they need. Right now, we're 22nd in the world in education. (laughs) And what parents saw during COVID, Bob, is that not only are our teachers introducing uh, a notion of American history that's completely inconsistent with the America you and I know, teaching our kids that America was conceived in sin, but they're also introducing all sorts of social agenda, gender issues, sexualization. And so we've got to get our schools in check. And we've got to make sure our kids are, uh, are ready to conquer this new world. we got to make sure there's skilled training uh, for our workforce. You know, on the Pennsylvania, on the campaign trail, I met people all over the place man, uh, running manufacturing firms, uh, fracking uh, companies. And they, they couldn't get the labor, the skilled labor they needed. So they had great jobs great high paying jobs. They didn't have the people to fill them. And so we need to make sure people in opera in uh, Pennsylvania have the opportunity to get the, the right training. So that's a big piece of it. Uh, another big piece is confronting China and we need to, we need to bring home those key industries that have, have become dependent on China. It's hard to believe. I, I didn't know it. I, embarrassed to know that, um, you know, our, our pharmaceutical supply chains are dependent on China. We learned that during COVID It's mm-hmm. shocking. I learned during COVID 90 percent of the semiconductors we need to make America run are manufactured 90 miles from mainland China in Taiwan. Madness, completely unacceptable. We have let that happen as a country and we need to bring those things home. We cannot be dependent on China. China is our biggest adversary. It's got a plan to displace America. We have to have a plan to keep our leadership. So that's the second big thing. And then you know, I talk a lot in the book about you know le- spiritual leadership. We need leaders who are selfless, who who think about country first, not themselves first. We need leaders who are courageous, willing to stand up and and talk against the consensus and push back on, um, you know, this crazy ESG movement, which is hijacking um, basic principles of merit, uh, basic principles of of capitalism. And we need leaders who are humble uh, because we're going to make mistakes. They need to learn from the mistakes and take advice from others. And then finally we need leaders who are selfless and caring for for others. And and that agenda is what the book's about. So it's a it's a policy book cuz policies matter. We got to have the right ideas. But it's also a leadership book because you can have all the good ideas in the world, but if you don't have leaders that can win elections and then implement those ideas, we're we're not going to save the country. So so that's what the agenda is all about. Dave
3: McCormick, you've been following this uh, banking crisis we have uh Jamie Dimon playing the part of JP Morgan historically uh putting the right. banks together because it, it's going to require more than government to to stop the bank run essentially uh, where do you think this ends up and uh you know do you see the wokeism that you're discussing as a big part of how we got here
0: yeah well I think uh I think we how we got here is really important because it, it helps uh, show you the way out of it. The way we got here was in, incredible amounts of spending uh, that got accelerated under the Biden administration, where we've added ten trillion dollars of spending over the next ten years, combined with low interest rates, and that and that eventually created inflation, where the Federal Reserve had to raise interest rates. And don't forget energy. That's <laughs> and, and then, don't forget. You're right. Don't forget energy. And that's created a huge pressure on, um, on banks because they now own assets that are worth a lot less than they used to because interest rates rose so unexpectedly high. And that's the crisis that has to be fixed because we've got to reduce our spending. We've got to get inflation in check. And we're, like, you know, we're likely going into a recession, which is going to make life even harder, particularly if there's inflation. So that's what's putting the pressure on the bank. Now, what we had here with Silicon Valley Bank was a horribly managed bank uh, disgraceful how terribly that was managed and terrible oversight by the regulators, the San Francisco federal reserve. This should never have been have allowed to happen. And the response, unfortunately is not going to stop the problem because the, the response by, by insuring or protecting those uninsured deposits, what it really did is it protected the venture capitalists and the, the wealthy people who were depositing in the bank in the Silicon Valley, but it hurt the the lawn mowing guy, who mowed the lawn in Silicon Valley bank and was a creditor that was owed money by Silicon Valley bank. He got wiped out. The guy with the $10 million house down the road, he got protected. And the the, the worry I have about this, Bob, it set a precedent. There's $8 trillion of uninsured deposits in America. And what we've essentially said, we haven't made it formal, but what the policymakers have said is, Hey, we're going to insure those two if we need to. And, and, and that's kind of, you know, insurance costs money. So when we say the banks are going to pay that, no, no, the <laughs> yeah. banks are going to pay that ultimately when the customers pay it. And so it's a complicated issue. I've learned a long time ago not to predict what markets are going to do. But um, I would say we got we got more of this in front of us than behind us. Would be the would be the best way to describe it.
3: No, oh, we'll we'll be watching it with you. You've got about uh, a year. Before you finally decide and and, uh, hopefully declare that you're running for United States Senate, what do you plan to
0: do with that year? Well, my my wife is telling me I got to get a job here pretty quickly, Bob. <laughs> he's, he's, he's had about enough of this, you know, me floating around writing books and giving advice. So, uh, particularly to her, she doesn't, she doesn't want any more advice from me. You know, when you when you, you used to be a CEO and then you're not in charge of anything anymore, you start giving advice to your kids on boyfriends and you start giving advice to your wife and her career, and then you know, so. So here's what I'm doing. All kidding aside, I'm trying to, you know, get this book out there and, and make sure these ideas get out there. So that's that's really imp- important, uh, important to me. Um, you know, I've started a pack uh, called Pennsylvania Rising, and that pack is designed to help Pennsylvania candidates uh, in this probably, you know, its upcoming judicial cycle. And, and more broadly, that are candidates that, you know, are going to be forward-leaning candidates that can win elections and take Pennsylvania in the right direction, help with things like voter registration, help with things like absentee ballots to get um, get confidence in our ability to implement that as Republicans so we can win elections. And, uh, and so I'm going to do that, and I'm, I'm going to stay very active in Pennsylvania. You know, when I conceded the race, I said at the time, um, hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm a Pennsylvanian. I'm, we have a farm in Bloomsburg where we're building a new house and we have a home in Pittsburgh and uh, my mom and dad live in Harrisburg and I'm you know I'm spending uh, most of my time in Pennsylvania trying to do my part whether I run or not is something that you know we'll think about and pray about as a family but uh, I guess the best thing I could say is when you when you quit your job and run for office because you want to serve the country and it doesn't work out and you lose by 900 votes it doesn't mean you've lost your motivation to serve so if I can find a good way to serve Pennsylvania, I I will I will do that. Um the first time in seventy six years we've had two senators from the Democratic Party and both of them are very uh I think uh committed to this progressive ideology which is taking us in the wrong direction. So
3: both um, of them, them are barely func- both of them are barely functioning. <laughs> well, I'll, and, I'll uh, leave uh, that for me to say not for you. Good You say it, Bob. (laughs) We're we're talking to Dave McCormick. He's the author. The book is Superpower in Peril, A Battle Plan for America's Renewal. We are honored and we are blessed here in Pennsylvania to have you willing to uh, share your success and your successful ways with all of Pennsylvania and all of this country. Dave McCormick, thank you so much for being with us. Anytime you've got something to say, uh, you've got a place to uh, come on the Bob Codaro show.
0: Uh, thank you, sir. Thanks, thanks for having me. Great to talk to you, and um, I'll be in touch soon.
3: Look forward to having you on TV, Bye. Dave McCormick, the book again, Superpower Imperil: A Battle Plan for America's Renewal. We'll be back. I do jump every time I hear that sounder. But here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Today, partly sunny with more clouds moving in by the afternoon, but the high will be about 60. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 45. It is spring. Tomorrow, scattered showers, high of 58. Friday, clouds and sun, high of 53. And then Saturday, steadier rain through the day, high of 50. Call
0: from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: We're honoring today Ranger
3: Joe Bella, 101st Airborne, recipient of two Purple Hearts, three official tours of duty in Vietnam. I am told he had at least two others that were not official, father of six, grandfather of 13, Six great-grandchildren. We lost him this month at age 76 from injuries suffered in a bicycle accident. Had lost his wife, Suzanne, uh, about, well, about three years ago today. Three, three years ago, in 2020. <sighs> They're inspirational. By the way, so is Dave McCormick. He, he's very... Self-deprecating. This guy want, ran the largest investment business in the world. In addition to succeeding with two other software companies. He's West Point graduate. Combat veteran. Uh, and, and what a demeanor. I mean, I see this guy as a future presidential candidate. We just got to get over the hump here in Pennsylvania and get him elected the damn senator. But that was great to talk to him. And uh, somebody said, thanks, Bob, for telling McCormick that those uh, senators are not functional because they aren't. Soup can says, Bob, just think about the center we could have had with McCormick. Instead, we're saddled with the dead weight of Fetterman. No comparison. You are right. Clive from Beaumont is on. His thoughts on what Dave
4: McCormick just said. How are you, Clive? Well, I'm doing great. I voted for Dave McCormick last year, Uh, unfortunately. And had he gotten the nomination, he would be our senator today from Pennsylvania instead of Mr. Fetterman. I tend to agree. I tend to agree. Uh, I'm convinced of that. But instead, President Trump gave his endorsement to Dr. Oz, and uh, the rest is history. Oz got crushed. And,
3: I, and I, uh, I, the- I,
4: I I
3: heard Dave McCormick talk about it. He talks about with any bitterness or rancor towards Donald Trump. He says he did what he thought he had to do. He said, but I went to him and asked him, don't endorse. And Trump just had to put his face in the middle of everything.
4: Yeah, and, and that's unfortunate. And here we are. We have Fetterman as a senator. Is this guy still around? By the way, I haven't heard anything about him. He is, uh, you know, the cover up for
3: Dave Fetterman is just as profound and deeply rooted as the cover up for Joe Biden. It, it truly is, and it's scary that, that that media is not even curious how our senator, our United States senator, is. He's in a mental hospital. And, and it's like it's not happening. It's like, oh, this is normal. Oh, my gosh.
4: Uh, it's, it's scary. Uh, you know, other than Fox, no one says a word about it. Certainly our local newspapers here don't say a word about it. And uh, it, it's like this guy is, is somewhere in the twilight zone or wherever. I don't know. But anyhow, I was not happy when President Trump endorsed Dr. Oz instead instead of uh, Dave McCormick. And by the way, I certainly was up
3: for, I I didn't care which one won the primary, but I was not happy when when Trump put his thumb on the scale because it was going to hurt either one in the general election.
4: Well, I still think Dave McCormick would have won regardless. I think so. But the governor's race, I certainly wasn't happy when President Trump threw Lou Barletta under the bus and endorsed Mastriano. I was furious. uh uh, and and here's two flops and two failures, Dr. Oz and Mastriano, And now Mastroianno is being tied, touted to run for Senate, and one pullout shows him leading Dave McCormick, which I don't put a whole lot of value on. But, you know, what a mess. And certainly Dave McCormick and you are more optimistic than I that things can be fixed in this country because not everything can. Some of this damage is irreversible. You don't think these six million illegals are ever gonna be sent back to where they're where they came from and more coming in every day. Yeah. Uh
3: Clive, I I've I've learned not to even argue with you.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you're, Come you're, on, Bob, I'm not I'm not that convincing. Well,
3: you you well, I I'm just look at events have proven you correct. <laughs> How can I argue with that? I think we can eventually absorb this disaster that that Joe Biden has been, but we've got to change course very quickly. We do not have another presidential cycle. 2024 could mean the entire future of the country. I
4: truly believe that. Well, I said, you remember, Americans have two chances to fix this problem in America. One was last uh, November's election, and they blew it. One chance remaining, the presidential yeah. election next year. That's right.
3: Clive, thank you, as always, my friend.
4: Sure. All take right. care.
3: We'll take this break and be back. I could listen to that song all day. It reminds me. Now, I was in college, and we, I played football from 79 to, like, 82. And we would play that after games, even if we lost, by the way. <laughs> so it just has uh, fond memories for me. Bob Cadarro, back with you on WILK. Yeah, Dave McCormick is the real deal. And the fact that he's sticking around after a difficult loss, in the primary which trump caused and somebody here denying that it's all trump's fault sounds like the just like the democrats everything that went wrong it's trump uh, you think that's all you do you're guessing at who you thought would win well i'm i'm not guessing at who would have won the primary i would think donald trump's uh endorsement was worth 400 or 500 votes right It is Donald Trump's fault. That primary. He put his thumb on the scale in two elections, and both of them lost. Like, there's not much more to say. Like, we just stop excusing this guy on everything. What is that all about? When he screws up, when he shows a weakness, when he acts like a fool, we call him out on it. And this was a mistake endorsing Doctor Oz. He should have stayed out of it and let it see what happens. This blind support of Trump, no matter what he does, says it's ridiculous. It isn't as ridiculous as sporting Joe Biden, but it is ridiculous. And the reason it's not as ridiculous is because at least Trump was right on policy. At least he was a good president. Nevertheless, stop it. Trump can do no wrong. He could do plenty wrong. And he did. That's why Joe Biden's the president. We'll take a break for Bloomberg Money. Shining star, that's earth, wind, and fire. This date, 1975. It was the number one R&B hit. And the tragedy and tragic death in 1978 of Carl Walenda, the 73-year-old patriarch of the Flying Walendas High Wire Act. He fell to his death while attempting to walk a cable strung between two hotel towers in San Juan, Puerto Rico. This date, that year. Bob roll back with you, uh, Johnny. The song is "Crystal Blue Persuasion." So let's uh, let's finish the hour with it. We, we've got a Murph's got a full slate for us, but let's finish the hour. "Crystal Blue Persuasion" underneath me here, as I brag about and pay tribute to Ranger Joe Bella, born East End Wilkesbury, late of Jenkins Township, Coughlin High School, Vietnam. Three tours of duty officially. Two others, we're told, unofficial. Recipient of two Purple Hearts. Special Forces. 101st Airborne. No less than Dave McCormick. I believe he was um, 82nd Airborne. West Point guy. Was in awe of our own Ranger Joe Bella. So we got to the song for you. They said it was very special to us during that era. Why not play it, right? We'll sneak it in. Uh, a lot of you really voicing support for McCormick. And I'm telling you, he's the real deal. Joe from Trips says, Bob, blind voting put us in this mess. Although I believe Trump is way better than Biden, he's the only one that can lose it for us. I, that's exactly where I'm at. We're at the brink of financially crashing and possibly going to another major war. No more blind or hate votes, please, people. Joe pleads with you, as do I. My gosh. We have one senator, barely. Bobby Casey doesn't do anything. We're reduced to nothing. And it matters. It matters a lot. Oh, Lord. Well, listen. The sickos are not going to stop. They own the Democrat Party. They own the media. They own academia. They own the public employee unions. They control foundations throughout this country they control and their ideology controls non-governmental organizations throughout this country it's a scary place to be they're not normal somebody said well you're 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 vitriol you're this you're that How do you want me to approach someone who's sick in the head? Approach them like they're normal and be nice? Let's just give an example, okay? These people, your Democrat Party, wants to mutilate young children who might have said or thought that they wanted to be of the opposite sex before they've reached, uh, reached sexual maturity. How nice should I be about that? They want to kill a baby even when it's outside the womb. How nice should I be about that? They want to teach... That this country was founded to preserve slavery, not to create freedom. How do you want me to be nice about that? They continue to lie about everything they did in the COVID crisis. How should I be nice about that? 13 kids died because of the idiocy of the withdrawal in Afghanistan. How do you want me to be nice about that? Well, I'll give you to somebody nice <laughs> at least once an hour. Paula Degnan has the news, and then I'll be back. Go
2: News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours